When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Sooner Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. This is the Riverwind Coaches Corner presented by Riverwind, still the one. Also brought to you in part by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. And by Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. This is the Riverwind Coaches Corner. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert. Welcome back inside the Coach's Corner along with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. It is season, season, whatever season it is. It's season three for Shane Beamer here in Norman. But it's episode three for us here as we get ready to bounce back against Iowa State. And we are indeed joined by the assistant head coach for offense. He runs the tight ends and H-back room. He is Shane Beamer. What's going on, Coach? Thanks for coming on Coach's Corner today. How's the week of prep been? It's been good. I've had a great week of uh, practice so far. Obviously, uh, a uh, disappointing day last Saturday, and, and as you know, after a loss, you can't wait to get back out on the field on Monday morning for practice, and ever since we got back out on the field, I mean, it's been a, a great energy out there, a great sense of purpose and, and intensity, and we've got to have a couple more days of great practice this week in preparation, and then be ready to go play well on Saturday night. Shane, you mentioned getting right back out there. Isn't that the best, yeah. right? You, you have a tough loss, and you just have to wipe it away, wipe it clean, start a new week. That's my favorite way of doing it. Uh, I mean, rather than having a bye week or something after a loss. So have your guys been able to really just leave last week in the past and really look forward to Iowa State? Yeah, I think so, and it's a great point. I mean, I can remember a couple years ago when we lost uh, down in Dallas. We had an off week before we played TCU, and it was miserable because you just couldn't wait to get back out on the field. And then, thank goodness, we were, we uh, 
uh, are able to play back-to-back -back weeks because Sunday, Saturday night's terrible after the game. Sunday's terrible because you're sitting around, you're trying to move on to the next opponent, but you're still, you know, rehashing things from the day before. But once they came back, they've moved on. But at the same time, I and mean, we've pointed out to them, the game obviously didn't go the way we wanted on Saturday, but we did so many good things on, on all three phases that, that we can't lose sight of that. we got to continue to build on that and then uh, uh, got to go play a lot better than what we did last Saturday up uh, uh, this week up in Iowa. Now, Shane, I do want to talk about a couple of guys in your room. And one thing that really stood out to me in the Kansas State game was Austin Stogner. Now, of course, we know he can run routes. He's got great hands. He is a threat in the passing game. But something a little new, you're putting him as a nub tight end into the boundary. You got him base blocking at the point of attack. And it really seems like that part of his game has developed a lot from last year. Yeah, there's no doubt. It's a great uh, point. And, and he's worked hard to put himself in that position. When he, when he came to my room last year, it was all just so new to him. And, and he has really worked hard uh, on his own, just from a footwork standpoint, being able to get under control in, in, in the run blocking part of it. Uh, he's gotten stronger. I mean, he's one guy that you look at it from the time we had to shut everything down because of COVID back in March until the time we came back. The improvements that he made, you could tell how hard he worked and it's showing on the field. And we started doing some of that with him last year, but if he got in a three-point stance last season, he was probably releasing for, to run a route uh, like he did against Baylor. This year, though, I mean, you're right. He's out wide as a receiver. He's in the slot as a receiver. He's in the backfield as an H-back. His hands on the ground as a tight end. And, and uh, the more he can do in the run game, the more it's going to open up things for him in the uh, passing game. And we're just getting started with him and the things that we can do with him and, and all those guys in my room. I'm very fortunate to have a really, really versatile group. You know, Teddy has coined the nickname Stogkowski. Because <laughs> it's a good nickname. Him. It's a good nickname. But, I mean, we're seeing the highlights in the passing game. I know, Gabe, that you might have that affinity for the blocking side of things. Yeah, understandably so. Uh, as a former lineman, right. I, 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 it but, stands out to me when a pass-catching tight end mixes, <laughs> up, mixes it up a little bit in the run game. And, and, and I was going to go on the pass-catching side of things because, again, this is a guy that we, we know. But, by the way, just on a sidebar, great kid. Yeah. I mean, a great kid. But also in that, you've seen the development as a blocker, but coach, soft hands, good route runner. Uh, he's got the potential to be the total package. Yeah, he, he really does, and it's important to him. He's uh, He studies the game. He works hard. I mean, he's, he's texting me constantly, he, and he's such a competitor. I mean, he literally – I think he literally gets mad at me when I take him out of the game. Not just in the game, but in practice. Like, he's looking at me like I'm crazy because I took him out to get a rest. And uh, you want that mentality, but, I mean, he's in my office during the week. Hey, what video can I watch? Give me some more cut-ups to watch. He just he can't get enough information. It's important to him. And and uh, he's got a, he's got some an, an edge to him. He's got some nastiness that shows up in the, pass, in the run game and the passing game both. And uh, great kid, quiet kid, but don't let that demeanor fool you. He is a uh, – he's a – uh, intense and, 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 and very tough on the field. Now, Coach, uh, Braden Willis gives you this offense a ton of versatility, but took a bad shot in that Kansas State game, didn't look good. Can you give us any update on his status? And then you have other guys in that room, Mikey Henderson, obviously Jeremiah Hall, along with Stogner, that can provide versatility. But 
how's Braden doing? And you're expecting him to be available this weekend because that that didn't look good. Yeah, he's doing okay. Obviously, he took a shot there at the end of the game, but you know, if anybody's going to be able to come back from that, it's uh, it's Braden, and and uh, we've got a great you know medical staff here, and he's he's uh, uh, working on that and doing everything in his power to be able to uh, to play. And you're right, he's extremely versatile, and and, and all those guys in that room are. But Braden's another one. He's he's not as big as Stog, but he's got a lot of the same qualities. Uh, in the passing game with the things that we can do with him. And, and he's really good in the running game as well. He's another one that you look at during uh, the shutdown from uh, COVID during the spring and summer, a guy that really, really worked hard that when it came, when we came back, it was obvious to see, okay, this guy's made a lot of improvements in the time away. And, and uh, we're excited about his potential this year as well. And the things that, that he can do. I mean, I feel for him because he missed that first game. Uh, he wasn't able to play against, uh, against uh, Missouri state. And then uh, did a lot of great things last Saturday and, and uh, working to you know have a great season and we expect him to for sure. we got a lot of guys we're going to talk about today from the Jeremiah Halls, the Mikey Hendersons of the world and, and, and others, but I, I kind of wanted to just talk philosophy or at least your, your mindset. What's the balance like between understanding what happened, fixing what went wrong, and then also praising what went right? In other words, as you said, a lot of good things happened on Saturday, but a lot of things that need to be fixed. So what's that balance like between praising and, and then making sure you don't go overboard in and I don't know, beating guys down for mistakes, coach. That's that's gotta be difficult sometimes. Yeah, no, it is. It's a great question. I mean it's uh it's a lot of things from Saturday that, you know, frankly are a little bit of a you know, not necessarily an assignment error it was a technique error you know day one stuff uh and whether it be offense defense special teams that for whatever reason we didn't get execute so i think as a coach you got to look at yourself and ask you know why did that happen is there something that me as a coach individually uh did not do well during the week you know to have those guys uh understanding everything we were asking them to do correcting the things that went wrong uh against kansas state but then obviously really pointing out the, the positives that we did. And, and there were so many. I mean, I remember looking up at the scoreboard, I don't know, early in the third quarter maybe, and just looking at the uh, differences from a statistical standpoint, offense and defense. I mean, we were dominating that game, and it's disappointing uh, that we didn't uh, finish. But that's the thing this week that we've been preaching to our guys is just we did a lot of positives. We need to build on those. Uh, we're just scratching the surface of how good we can be. We're playing a lot of young, young guys in a lot of new spots, and that's not an excuse, but they'll continue uh, to get better. And then, and then understanding the standard that we have to play with, and that's regardless of who you're playing, and that's regardless of what the scoreboard says, our standard does not change. And and uh, you know, continuing to emphasize that to our guys, how we expect them to play as Oklahoma football players. And and uh, not just, you know, that standard, that standard is executing, that standard is is doing the right thing, but that standard is also finishing, finishing games, finishing plays. And, you know, we could all point out things that uh, from a net, not necessarily from an effort, but just maybe straining, you know, to finish plays that if we just strain a little bit harder, the difference that that play can make. And uh, our guys know it. I mean, they don't need us to tell them that. They're, they're hearing that plenty on the outside, and we need to make sure that we correct when they're in this building but also accentuate the positives as well all right our final segment our, our final question in our first segment is always centered around our man Gabe Eichert's and his intelligence level we call it Eichert's Intel something oh, like that I, 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 I don't know anyway I don't know we look at uh, we we watch a play and we, we talk about it, it. <laughs> that that's a, a more basic way to put it and it's brought to you by orthodontics exclusively Gabe what play did you pick out well you don't really see fullbacks involved in the scramble drill very much. And here we have an improv play by a fullback catching the ball for a touchdown <laughs> in double coverage. 
you just don't see it. Now, clearly going for the pop pass in the middle of the field there, Shane, but look at the adjustment for Jeremiah Holt. I, this is not normal, people. This is two games in a row, too, Shane. What is going on with Jeremiah Hall? Yeah, no, I love it. You know, you're, you're, uh, he's so much more than a fullback, so, you know, that may be doing him a disservice just calling him a fullback for sure, but he's got such a great feel for the passing game. I mean, we, this is obviously, you're exactly right, a play that we've, you know, ran a lot and thrown, you know, balls to those guys going back to Dimitri Flowers the year before I got here, but, you know, he came so wide open initially, it was almost like he, he got open too quick, um, <laughs> and then uh, saw it, and he did a great job. We, we practice the scramble drill a lot. We do it every, uh, every Friday. We work it as an offense and it's an important part of our offense so he did a great job when when Spencer had to scramble out of there finding uh finding that window to get open uh, unbelievable throw by Spencer and then a uh, great catch by by Jeremiah as, as soon as he caught it you know I saw him flex that ball and coach Riley said please don't spike it please don't spike it <laughs> he and, wanted to spike it, it, it so bad <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought he was too as well but happy for him you know he's a guy that uh, such a great you know young man like all those guys are in my room team first guy and and he's one when his number is called you can count on him to produce it's kind of funny because on the radio broadcast Gabe and I were like oh spike it spike <laughs> it do it <laughs> and he got a little FaceTime yeah, too the helmet good. came off yeah. Jeremiah. hey we'll talk a little bit more about Jeremiah Mikey Henderson and get ready for Iowa State with Shane Beamer as we roll on with the coach's corner presented by Riverwind stick around coach's corner is presented by Riverwind still the one Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Anheuser-Busch, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Presented by Allstate and Riverwind around 11 years on my own at different schools just trying to establish my name and, and establish some credibility and be Shane Beamer and not uh, Frank Beamer's son. Everything he's done, he's done on his own. I never made one call. He's been to some great places and worked with some great coaches. But I never, he never asked me to make one call. He wanted to make it on his own. And I really think he's good. Still to this day, this is my 21st year in coaching and I still feel like I have a chip on my shoulder. You know, that I don't want anyone to ever say that I accomplished anything or got anywhere because of my last name. You know, certainly proud of the last name and what he accomplished in his career, but also want to continue to make my own name also. That's an excellent feature that Jessica Cootie put together. Coach, kudos to you, man. I When I'll, I heard – I'll take the calls. I was going to say, yeah, I, I'd have – Yeah, your dad can call for me anytime. <laughs> but that's – and you guys have a great relationship too. I know that, you know, people don't get to see it on game day, but with uh, – you know, I mean, how can you miss Hunter? He's everywhere usually whenever, you know, we're not in a COVID world, your son and your two daughters and your wife. But I know that relationship with your dad means a lot to you, doesn't it? No, it does. And you're exactly right. Jessica Cootie did a phenomenal job putting that together and appreciate her efforts and willingness to want to do it and all she did to make it such a great feature. But, no, absolutely, extremely uh, uh, proud of my dad and very thankful for he and my mom both and the values they uh, tried to instill in, in my sister and I. And and uh, thank you for saying that. And I'm very blessed to have a wonderful support group from my parents to my sister to, to my family at home and, and uh, certainly thankful to be part of the uh, OU family as well. Now, I, I hate to bring this up after talking about your awesome family, but you are heavily involved in the special teams and 
really watching the game back, a really solid day in special teams. Kickoff coverage was great. Kickoff return team, solid. But obviously everyone talking about the block punt. Maybe walk us through that. What kind of went wrong there? Yeah, you went from sky high to rock bottom. I right know. There, I'm game. sorry, Shane. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's a uh, no. Great question, and, and it's exactly right. You know, it's a thing. Going back to what I said in that last segment, just about some things from a technique standpoint that we did that you know hard to hard to explain. Um, you know, kind of the perfect storm. Everything that that uh, that could have happened right there. You know, they brought some pressure off the backside edge. It wasn't anything that we hadn't worked uh, in college football. You know. The weakness of, you know, you look at anybody in college football that punched the football, that backside edge of their protection uh, is going to be somewhat of a weak link. And, and we got a little bit of a snap that brought Reeves over there to the right. Uh, you know, Casey Kelleher's done a great job snapping for us for a long time and will continue to, you know, when that ball when that ball does come over there, obviously the punter's got to get farther, you know, over to the left because the protection is uh, – is, uh, is set that way. And then, you know, there's just some technique things, whether it be the three guys in the shield uh, and, or the guys on the, on the front line that are easily correctable uh, that we didn't get done on Saturday. And that starts with uh, myself and, and our coaching staff. And, and uh, we've worked hard to get that corrected because, you know, when we blocked a handful of punts around here since I've been here and we'll continue to, you know, we, 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 uh, we know what a game changer that is. So we certainly can't have it going the other way against us. Well, let's talk a little bit about the matchup this weekend, heading up to Ames, first road trip in the, the COVID-19 era, many more buses, unique travel, but uh, at the end, we're going to play a game, and it's Iowa State, and it's always a very unique defensive approach as the assistant head coach for offense going up against John Haycock and kind of what he does with, I, I, I think they add an extra guy on the field for a defensive back. I think they have like 10 defensive backs <laughs> They're out there. everywhere. They're everywhere, but it's always a unique challenge whenever you go up against a Matt Campbell coach team and what... Uh, Coach Haycock has been able to do defensively. It is. It's, it'll be a huge challenge for us. I mean, it's a veteran group defensively. You look at their two deep. I mean, there's juniors and seniors littered all over it. They've added some uh, some new guys as well, some new faces that'll that are certainly uh, uh, have made their defense even better up front and then in the secondary as well. And and you're exactly right. I mean, it's. Uh, it's it's amazing. It does seem like sometimes there's 12 guys out there, but they do such a great job of. It's such a challenge because they do such a great job. They've got those three defensive linemen. They've got that middle linebacker in the middle, and then the other, there's seven other guys all across the field, and every single one of them at some point is is asked to support the run. You know, to be fitters in the run. They'll all play, they'll play multiple coverages out of it. So it's a real challenge for us from an offensive standpoint, especially in the run game uh, on your perimeter. You know. Who are you blocking? Uh, your wide receivers, your tight ends, your 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 fullbacks out there in space. You know, making sure that we're going to the right people, uh, and then they've got good players up front as well. So you know, from a pass protection standpoint, it's a challenge because they bring pressure from everywhere with those same guys. They ask those all those guys to cover, and then they also ask all those guys to be uh, run support players as well. So I mean, you'll see you'll see corners up there near the line of scrimmage. You know, playing almost like a defensive end position. You'll see you know safeties down there close to the ball so they uh they do a great job of stopping the run they always have a free hat you know our running backs and ball carriers have to do a great job of making that extra guy miss and and we've got to make sure that you know we're locked in uh exactly on what we're doing as well so we can go execute coach you mentioned those run support players and clearly you always want to establish the run game early in a football game how difficult is the preparation for your guys you're, you're talking about those corners 
showing up in the run fits. You're talking about how they invert some of these coverages, those safeties spin down. I mean, it's a unique system that they run, and no one runs it better than they do. So how focused do you have to get your guys on being able to diagnose all those things in the game? Because a lot of those things look the same until that defense reacts after the snap. Yeah, there's no question. It's a huge challenge. And it's something that we don't just start preparing for the week that we play Iowa State each season. I mean, this is something that we we spend time on in spring practice. We spent time on in preseason practice because you're right, no one does it as well as Iowa State, but it's a copycat league. It's a copycat you know world from a college football standpoint. So you see a lot of teams, particularly uh, in the Big 12, trying to emulate this style of defense. Baylor did it last year um, and had a lot of success with it. So it's... It's a, it's a challenge, and, and you're exactly right, because it changes a lot of your rules. You know, we can call a certain run play on offense, and and every other week of the year, uh, my tight ends, for example, out in space, know if we call this outside zone, we're going to be blocking this specific player always. Well, when you play Iowa State, that's a little bit different because of how they line up and how they fit the run. So it changes some rules, and you got to rep it a lot and, and show them a lot of different looks. It's not like they're just playing – two or three different coverages out of it. They're playing a lot of different coverages out of it, and they're bringing pressure uh, out of it as well. So it's a, it's definitely a challenge, and, and uh, you know, you got to do a great job of teaching and then executing on the field and then, uh, you know, go, go play ball. Well, as we get ready to say goodbye to Coach Beamer and as he gets ready for the Iowa State showdown this weekend, you get the last word. It's the Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question of the week, and this is from Eric Jones, who writes, with how successful and talented the H-back room is, Coach, is it difficult to divvy up the touches? And historically, they have all been very different players. Are there specific things you're looking for in recruiting? My man, Eric Jones, that's a question. That's a thorough now. question that's right there question. from Eric. And it's a, it's a great question as well. From a recruiting standpoint, absolutely. I mean, you've got to be athletic. You look at a guy like Mikey Henderson, who we're really high on. I mean, Mikey played some high school quarterback. Mikey played some high school running back. Mikey played some high school H-back. Wow. You know, Braden Willis played some quarterback. So a guy that's athletic enough to do the things. You know, you can't just always find a look for a six foot six, 260-pound tight end like Austin Sogner. That's great, but you need to have <laughs> the athleticism. Don't grow on trees. Yeah. <laughs> you need to have the athleticism to do the things that Austin does, but then you also got to be able to run block, which you don't see a lot of tight ends doing in high school football with their hand on the ground, being able to run routes, catch the ball. So we're looking for athletes that have the size potential uh, or the growth potential and size to do the things that we want to do. And then it's a great question as well about the divvying up the touches. I mean, all those guys in my room are competitors. I'm very, very, very fortunate that they're such great guys and they're so supportive of each other and they're team first guys. I mean, I could go on and on about that. But they're all competitors and they all want the ball. And, you know, as we're going through the game plan each week, you have a general idea of, you know, Stog's going to be good on this play. Braden's going to be good on this play. Mikey and Jay Hall may be good on these plays. And, and, uh, and they understand that as well. But, you know, I'm sure, you know, they're all looking on the sideline. They all want to be out there, but they also want what's best for the team. And, and uh, they all have roles and they're all equally important to what we're doing offensively and as a football team. Great answer. Great question. Coach, good luck this week and always appreciate your time. Have a safe flight. Have a safe trip. We'll see you on Saturday. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's Shane Beamer. We'll come back and we'll get to meet Jamar Kane next inside the Coach's Corner. This segment is brought to you by Community Coffee. Family-owned Community Coffee. The official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. Man, I'm excited about our next guest. It's our first time to talk with him in the You're Coach's excited? Corner. I haven't even met the guy yet. I, I, at least we got to talk in post-game on Saturday. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, unfortunately, it was not under the circumstances we would want, but Jamar Kane joins us, Coach. First and foremost, 
Welcome to Norman. Thank what, you. What's the experience been like in the Big 12 uh, for you? And, and not just, obviously, on the field, but living in Norman and, and hitting the recruiting trail in a unique time. What's it been like being a Sooner for you? It's been well. It's been, it's been really, really good. The staff has embraced me since I've, since I've been here. Everybody's been great. The city's been awesome. Um, I've got no, no complaints at all. Like I said, I took this job sight unseen, so I was kind of unknown what Norman was, was going to have to offer. But once I got here, I fell in love with it right away. Recruiting's been, been going well. Um, it's been, I don't want to say it's a little bit, a little bit easier, but I mean, when you've got an Oklahoma patch, kids call you back really quick. So it's been a little bit different. <laughs> so I, I got to sight unseen. Now, obviously, that's, that's something that we're dealing with on the recruiting side of things. But had you ever taken a job without having been on campus before? No, nah, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, I met with Coach, Coach, Coach Riley and Coach, Coach Grinch at a neutral site, and uh, we sat down and talked. And a couple weeks later, he called and offered me the job. And I asked Coach, I'm like, well, can I at least come out and see it? And uh, he's like, dude, this is Oklahoma, dog. I said, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I told my wife, pack this stuff up. Let's go. <laughs> pack it up. We're moving, honey. Yeah. She's like, huh? Awesome. I said, pack it up. We're gone. All right, Coach. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the K-State game. Now, yeah. everyone, when they talk about defensive ends, they want to talk about sacks. They want to talk about getting to the quarterback. But I want to talk about how you guys have been playing the run game. Other than the long touchdown run for Deuce Vaughn, when you guys are really playing well at the point of attack, in the run game, what have you seen from your guys so far playing in the run? Well, I think it's been a really good group of continuity. Uh, guys are basically talking to each other and communicating well. And that was kind of Coach Grinch's goal about bringing me in and have Tibbs and I work together to make sure that he and I are on the same page. You make sure we get the kids on the same page and they're all hearing the, the same voice but the different messages. I'm sorry, same message but a different voice. And uh, I've been really pleased with the guys at a point of attack. We want to make teams one-dimensional. And uh, so now all we got to do is get some sacks here going here. Teams give us a five-step drop, we'll be okay. But uh, no, it's been it's been really, really, really good. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy. We just got to keep this thing going moving forward. You mentioned the kids probably a little frustrated, right, with yeah. all the quick game you guys are seeing. And I, yeah. I understand, right? It's it's hard to get there when the ball's right. gone so quickly. But a guy like Nick Benito, who has been so close already on so many snaps to getting sacks, how do you keep those guys from getting discouraged? Because it can be really frustrating mm -hmm. as an edge rusher yeah. not getting home. And that, that quick game, is that drives those guys crazy. Well, that you guys watched the film. That deep ball, that uh, that first touchdown, you know, we, we ran a TE stunt. And Nick was bright. He was there. He, he was, was right there. He was breathing on, on the kid. If we can hold the – I'll get him to hold it for another another second and a half, maybe. You know, that's an easy sack. You know, we have a saying in our room, being close counts. So just keep on be, being close. Let that quarterback feel you. And uh, eventually he's going to he's gonna throw throw uh, do some overthrows. But we got to do a better job of getting our hands up, too, on these three steps. Like, if we can get our hands up and tips and overthrows, those will always help out quarter. I mean, help out the, the secondary as well. Let, let's talk specifically more in depth on Nick Benito, a guy. And obviously everyone's pretty much new to you, Coach. But what's kind of stood out in what you've seen from now? Number 11. That kind of threw me off wearing yeah. Teddy Lehman's old number good. out there. It looks great looks on, good him. on him. Well, but what, what's caught your eye about Nick Benito here early, the football player? Well, just person? so you know, he's a big fan of Stranger Things. So that's why he wore number 11. Ah, you know, I don't okay. know if you guys seen it. The little girl, so her name was 11. So yep. yeah. that's his that's his. They'll always call him 11. <clears throat> but uh, so Nick is uh, Nick's really embraced, uh, you know, the, the, the change with my myself coming in and uh, really just done a good job of trying to learn the defense and learn my, my style. And uh, it was different because he didn't have the, the spring ball in the summer to work with me coming in, coming to the meeting rooms and learn just the, 
different techniques that I teach, but Nick's done a really good good job of just being active and trying to learn. And uh, I'm, I'm really pleased with him. He can all, there's a bunch of stuff that he can get better on, but he's got to learn to start taking over games. And that's just going to come here in the, in the near near future. But as of right now, I'm really happy with what, what he's doing. But Nick's the type of player that you guys have had around here, the strikers of the world, and those type of guys that can take over a, a game. And he just got to make sure he, he gets to that level pretty soon here. Now, Coach, I hate to ask about uh, a guy that's not available right now, but Ronnie Perkins yep. is kind of that difference maker, right, yeah. that you're missing. Yep. I mean, your guy's best rusher, your guy's best player, yeah. frankly, on the defensive side of the ball. But what's his role like right now as a leader, still in meetings, on the yeah. practice field, in the locker room? Well, you guys all know Perk's a dog. So uh, Perk's is a different human being. He sits in the meeting rooms every day holds the kids accountable, holds me accountable. Sometimes I got to look back like, Herc, are you talking to me? So that's, <laughs> but you guys know Ronnie. That's just, that's just Ronnie, and I, I, I definitely appreciate that. Ronnie's always he's out there at practice. He goes down with the scout team, and I have Coach, Coach Wiley go down there with him, and he's taking game reps down there with the scout team. So he goes for five plays. He comes out, goes for, gets his three three plays off, and goes back for five for five plays. So Ronnie's Ronnie's working hard. He's working. Me and he and I stay after practice twice a week and just do some extra work. So when his time comes, he'll he'll definitely be uh, be ready. But Ronnie's a leader. Like you know those guys that walk in a room and people kind of sit up and people just kind of stop talking when they walk in a room or when somebody else is talking. He starts talking, they stop. Like Ronnie is that guy. Like I didn't catch myself stop talking when he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. You know, Coach, we, we, we do the sidelines of the radio broadcast, and watching him as a true freshman, um, he, he took over a, a defensive line huddle. And I was like, yeah. that's a true freshman that's doing that. Yeah. But for, you know, for a 314 guy, for a St. Louis area guy, uh, I love watching him play. What does that say about the kind of person that Ronnie Perkins is and how committed he is to this team that he could easily, you know, opt out, he could easily walk away, but he doesn't, and he keeps grinding. Well, it's part of our, it's part of our standard around here, team first, and he's, a, he's definitely a team guy. He's, he's the epitome of what Coach Riley and his staff is preaching, team team first. Like Ronnie could easily took the easy way out and opted out or say, hey, I got my own situation, I'm going to deal with it over here, or been at practice and not try to get better, but he attacks it every single day. Every single day he holds that room accountable. Uh, he, hold, he just basically holds, holds everybody accountable and holds himself accountable. He's not running away from the issues that, that, that he has, and he's going to be back, and he's going to be ready to, to go when his time comes. Let the guy play, NCAA. Let him Do out. the right free. thing. Free the three. What's wrong with you? Free Ronnie. Let's go. Free Ronnie. <laughs> All right, our, our final segment here of our first segment is always Gabe, and Coach is breaking down film. So, Eichard's Intel. Gabe, what player are we looking at with Coach Kane? I want to look at a play, Isaiah Thomas, a guy that's brought a lot of versatility yeah. to the defensive line. Getting a speed sweep here to Malik Knowles, who is an absolute burner. And Isaiah Thomas with just a great effort play, and there's a lot, a lot going on in front of him. Right. His tackle's pulling. He's getting full flow to the right. I mean, mm -hmm. they're trying to put him in a bind, but he just flies flat down the line of scrimmage, makes a big-time play. Yeah, so this is everything that we uh, preach. You see, he's, he's got the back to him, so he's got a shuffle and squeeze. He's seeing his keys. he got the arc release from the tight end. He's got a down block. He shuffles, squeeze, works down the line, line of scrimmage, and that's the epitome of speed D right there that he is running down the line of scrimmage and he's getting there with bad intentions and that's exactly what we what we we, we teach here that's a, that's the that is a staple of Alice Grinch's defense right, right there and, and and you know just so I can give IT some kudos IT's played three different positions since I've, I've been here he's played the inside he's played nose wow. played tackle now he's playing in he's like one of the most versatile defensive line we got on the field and that kid just comes to work every single day
Tulsa kid, 918. Good stuff. <laughs> Those I, are your guys. You and these the area codes. Are you your and these area codes, man. <laughs> I know. I, I forgot. The 314, the 918. Oh. You got to give me a 618 guy from my hometown. Can, you get a, can we get a 916 shout out from my hometown? Please? There, there we go. go. We got a 916. <laughs> I'm a 405 guy myself. But. <laughs> Partial to the 405. Eichard's Intel, by the way. Brought go. to you by Orthodontics exclusively. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll preview Iowa State in our first conversation with Jamar Kane inside the Coach's Corner. Stick around. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the TuneIn app and listen free. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app and order, you can start earning points toward delicious rewards. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game and are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. We can talk about Iowa State coming up here in a bit with Jamar Kane as we are inside the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind, along with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. Coach, just real quick, I kind of wanted to go through the, the history, talk a little resume with you. Notice that current Las Vegas Raiders standout, Kylie Manuel, was one of your pupils from – Just somebody, had to talk about the Raiders. I got my I'm Raider, Raider fix in. Oh, Raider my fans. God. So you can talk about Raiders all day. I'm there we go. D-car taking them to the ball. No. Uh, but in all seriousness, take us through kind of the path that – that led you here from your, your time with Herm at Arizona State. Obviously, you worked with Coach Kleiman at North Dakota State. Yeah. Take us a little bit through the resume. Well, I've, I've, uh, I've covered this country a little bit in my, uh, in my uh, day. But I started off at Ohio University as a grad assistant under Frank Solich. Obviously, you guys have played. Oklahoma's had some great games against Nebraska back in those days. But uh, started my career there off as a grad assistant. Then I actually went to Missouri State as a young coach. And then Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo. And then I went to the University of Wyoming. And then after Wyoming, we had got fired, and then uh, Coach Kleinman had called me and offered me the job at uh, at uh, North Dakota State. And I always say that my career didn't start at North Dakota State, but it did start at North Dakota State because that's where I learned how to become a really good coach and understand the grind and the winning tra tradition and what it takes to be a, a champion. Obviously, I was a part of two national championships there. They've won seven out of the last eight national championships. And I was on that one team that lost that, that didn't make the national championship and win. That still hurts to this day. And then I was fortunate enough to get back to California, where we're from. Then I worked for Jeff, Jeff Tedford, one of the best coaches out there in the country. Um, you know, he was at Cal, had all those guys. And, I mean, I've just been fortunate in my career to be around some really good coaches, from Coach Kleiman to Jeff Tedford to Herm Edwards, now with Lincoln Riley. Then I left uh, Fresno State and went to Arizona State. And working for Herm, um, you know, there's not, there's not enough words I can speak on how great that that uh, man is and how, how much he teaches you. And then Herm brought in Marvin Lewis as well, the old Cincinnati Bengals coach. And just to be had the opportunity to sit in the room with Herm and Marvin, I've learned so much. And uh, I've been very fortunate in my career to be around some really influential people in, in, in college football. Now here with Lincoln Riley, 
Like, I've just been really lucky. I re- can't wait to write my uh, book one of these days. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> hey, uh, well, uh, obviously I have a chapter about incredible defensive performances in there somewhere, and I know you want to see it this weekend against Iowa State. So take yeah. me through it. You see it from Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, and the, and the Iowa State Cyclones and how they attack offensively. Um, they're going to be multiple in their sets. They're going to shift, motion, trade. They're going to do a lot of different things. I think that running back is really explosive. Uh, he does a really good job in the, in the backfield being very, very patient. Brock Purdy's going to run around. He's going to scramble. He's going to do do his thing. And that, there it goes, 28. That kid is very special, man. He's going to jump cut in that, in that backfield. So we got to be patient in our line movements and just patient in our eyes to make sure we uh, get get this get this kid down. And Brock Purdy's going to go through his progressions. If the ball ain't there, he's going to he's going to uh, air it out or he's going to run. And we just got to make sure we got to collapse that pocket and make sure we got to get him off his set. And you know, it's all about us. If we take care take care of business, it gives us a chance at the end to uh, come home with a, with a W, but we got to take care of our uh, business first and just play a really good, solid game, play a speed D game. Coach, you mentioned how multiple they are offensively. You look at that tight end group. They've got Chase Allen, Colar mm-hmm. uh, kid, who's actually from Norman, mm-hmm. and then you've got the Saner kid. What unique challenge does that present you with them being able to use those multiple tight ends? Mm-hmm. It's It's almost similar to what, you see from OU in practice probably yeah. using yeah. those guys. So maybe you've got an advantage there, but yeah. that does make it difficult on your guys, them having those multiple tight ends. Yeah, well, they're always creating extra gaps, and you understand that. They put that tight end kind of kind of uh, sitting back there in that B gap. They're actually creating extra gaps, or they can get multiple and put two tight ends to a side. So we just got to make sure our alignments in the front seven are right and we are gapped out. They're going to shift in motion, get to some unbalanced sets. So we got to make sure we communicate with our unbalance checks and all that other stuff. So it's a it's a it's a d- difficult challenge, and we've been wrapping it this this week. And we just got we can't panic when we see something we haven't seen yet. We can't panic, and everybody's got to be on the same page. The backers got to make the call, and the front's got to make sure that wherever the backers call, we got to run it, and there should be no excuses from there. Uh, first road trip, obviously, it's going to be unique. A few more buses, uh, COVID uh, protocols in place, but. You excited to hit the road with this team for the first time, and what kind of challenges does that present? I think for me, everything is just so new. So I'm excited just to see how the you know besides COVID makes everything even extra new because it's new for everybody. But just to get get on the road and travel with this team and see how we how we how we act on the road, and I'm just excited for it. And you know, this obviously every day it's 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 a different challenge with COVID and your social distancing and wearing, wearing your mask. So I'm interested to see what the protocol is when we fly, when we get to the hotel. So it's just I don't know, man. I don't I don't have any expectations right. Right, right now, so I don't get let down. <laughs> if something has changed different, so I'm just I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna put my suit on and get on the plane and see what they tell me to do. With that in mind, you Ankeny, know, Iowa, Ankeny, beautiful. That's that's where we're staying, just outside of Ames. Um, I, so, so I'm curious. You are you are known as a very uh, solid, diehard recruiter. I know we can't talk about players and we can't talk yeah. about the, the, the recruiting world, but can we kind of get into the challenges that you face and how unique this has been on the recruiting side for you? Yeah, it's very different because right now, you know, going into a bye week here and in, in, uh, coming up, we would have probably went out and started went recruiting and saw some of these kids. And you, you lost that whole spring where you go out and see see kids put a name with a, with, a, with, a, with a face. Some of these kids would have came here in the summer. So everything is just all virtual now. So we're doing a lot of virtual visits, a lot of uh, – a lot of virtual uh, calls with, with these kids. It's just tough because you can call a kid, you know, 
15 times just talking about about the same thing like hey Oklahoma's beautiful this place is good this you know you know the community is awesome they haven't been here yet so some of the kids that we have committed have never stepped foot in in Norman so that's a different challenge too but they've been to other schools so those other schools are hitting those kids up like hey you've already been here you've never been been to Norman and it's just that's that makes it the, the most difficult part to it too you know just not ever had that one-on-one relationship but then you get into December time like you can't do home visits with these kids so how are you going to sit in a home and talk talk to parents and 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 regain that 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 trust with them. So it's a lot of phone calls, a lot of phone calls. Every day when I when I leave here, I'm on the phone with <laughs> with a kid in my car. Get that little 10, 10, 10 minute talk. That's them. awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, it's not. It's just challenging, but the way you've handled it has been awesome. And the way yeah. that obviously everyone within the football offices has handled it has been challenging. But so many great things have been said. With that in mind, I, I want to mention one more guy before we get to the Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question, and that is John Michael Terry. Listen, we, we talked a lot about Nick Bedino, but JMT, I believe he's he's in your room. Yes, sir. There's a guy that obviously is experienced coming off an injury. How have mm-hmm. you seen him progress, and is he where you need him to be right well, now? Well, John is kind of our backbone, you know, so he's just he's that older guy. Guy. He he understands the, the the defense. He's helping young guys out like Walker and Grimes. Because sometimes I'm just in my zone at practice, like I'm just working. And those young guys come up and ask me a question. I'm like, man, talk to John Michael. He'll take care of you. Because <laughs> I just, I got to stay focused on what the, the play at hand. I got to watch Trip what Trip's doing. I got to watch what IT's doing. So I just say, go talk to John John Michael. So he's been that that uh, backbone. And he's just he's just he's just a professional. He sits in the front. He's always t- taking notes. He asks legit questions. And as he's just he's just been a, a solid player for. The injury's been he's been he's been good since the in- injury, and I have no complaints with John Michael at all. He he's the classic example of a defensive end. You tell him to spill power, he's gonna spill power. You tell him to box it, he's gonna box it. He's just a guy that does he yeah. does what you ask him to do. Yeah, he I just mean, does his does. job. Does his job, does that at a high level, and you have no complaints. And he, he brings kids along with him, especially those younger guys. And, you know, to have a guy in your room that young guys are comfortable talking to and asking questions, that's invaluable. Because sometimes I just be doing my own thing. I just, my mind's somewhere else. So, you know, he's got he's to help those young guys. He's done a really good job with that. And you, you mentioned Brennan Walker. He went to the same high school as me, Jamar. Tell him. He has to be better than I was. <laughs> I he's got, got you. you. Tell him he's got to elevate the level. I know he's a true freshman, but get you. that guy right, Coach. I got you. It was a private school, right? What was the name? Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School. I got you. I Pride got of you. Oklahoma City, baby. Green is it? Is it green? Right? Oh remember? yeah, green and white. Green oh and yeah. White. Okay. Oh, yeah. I always see him wearing those shorts. I'm like, dude, you're not in high school no more. Stop wearing those shorts, man. You got Jordan brand shorts. Stop. Take those shorts off, man. They're Under Armour too. Oh gosh. All right, let's see if you got. Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question for Coach Kane before we let him get off to Ames, Iowa. This is from Kyle Beecham, who writes, who is stepping up to take the role of leader of the defense with Kenneth Murray gone to the NFL? I think you talked about it in your room. You've seen a lot from JMT, but who have you seen step up and uh, show some leadership ability? Well, I want, I figure once they once they let Perk out, you know, I would say that would be Ronnie's Ronnie's deal. But as of right now, I like what Deshaun White is doing. He's making a lot of lot of plays. He's got a lot on his on his plate being a, a linebacker, making all the all the checks and I would say it's Deshaun White right now but we have several guys you know Buki's always a guy you can always bring up Pat Fields is a guy but for me being a front seven guy I always look at the as the linebackers as the guy that's got to get us all lined up they get their their plate is fuller than anybody's plate you can possibly do with everything those guys got to do so as long as I think it's Deshaun White he's made some really big plays for us here in the last couple weeks him and B.A. done a good job but I like what Deshaun White is doing right now 
Great stuff. This has been awesome. Coach, thank you so much. Can't wait to do this again. Have a safe trip to Ames, and we'll see you at Iowa State. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. That's Jamar Thanks, Coach. Kane. How awesome was that? We'll wrap up the Coach's Corner next. Stick around. Our producer, Whitney Viney, has pointed out that this is the shortest final segment we'll ever have because our coaches were so awesome. So, Gabe, in 20 seconds, keys to victory over Iowa State on Saturday. Stop Brees Hall right. in the Iowa State run game, and then – Wide receiver blocking on offense for the Sooners. Hmm. You heard Shane talk about the secondary support players really showing up, different guys in the run game. That means wide receivers got to block. We'll see you next week inside the Coach's Corner. Boomer Sooner, everybody.